Welcome to Happily Ever After, the podcast where we talk about life's big stories. From breakups and breakdowns to icky secrets and happy endings, it's the stuff that makes us human. I'm your host, Hannah Harvey. I'm a writer and a parenting blogger at mumsdays.com. That's M-U-M-S-D-A-Y-S.com. I'd be really grateful if you could subscribe and leave a review because it basically means more people can find the podcast. And I also really love hearing from you. So please do contact me through Instagram at Mumsdays with any of your stories really and, and, you know, how you relate to the episode or even questions that you may want answering. You can find all the details from this episode in the show notes. Hello and welcome to Happily Ever After. Today, I'm having chit-chats with Katie. Hello. Hello, Katie. Hi. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Uh, we both know. I know. That's I don't know why I said good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine. I'm okay. So today we are talking about transitioning, which three years after splitting up from my ex, which hope I wasn't still doing it, but I am. Yeah. And you are too, is that correct? I am, yeah. I'm in a transitional period myself at the minute. So we are fresh from having just got out of the sea because we're both feeling a bit funky. Mm-hmm. And I just read Katie's newsletter, which said she was going to basically sit by some houseplants. And I was like, <laughs> uh, I'm coming to get you in half an hour. Be ready with your swimwear on. That's my version of self-care. <laughs> But also, I did appreciate the seat. <laughs> so we've just, it's full moon today, you know. Yeah, I feel like we're feeling that. Yeah, I've spoken to a few people today and I was like, oh, I'm feeling a bit crazy. And they were like, oh, full moon. Yeah, it's always the moon. <sighs> like, I don't know whether you believe in moons or not, but. <laughs> I, I believe in them, all right. <laughs> I just thought it was nice to go and. I acknowledge it's next to the sea, so we've been down, haven't we, and quietly yeah. sat and did some journaling, mm-hmm. and now we're ready to podcast. We are. So, why are you transitioning, Katie? So, I have sort of, like, only about six months ago, like, if that, moved house, and now I have to move house again, so that's fun. So, I'm currently sort of, like, um, in a bit of limbo. Um, don't know whether my relationship's got a future to it. That's uh, quite scary at the minute as well. But the thing mm. I'm most worried about really is where I'm going to live. Yeah, so that's up in the air. So, are you feeling tantrumy? Like, is your maiden kicking and going, "This is bullshit. Why is nobody rescuing me?" Or are you feeling like, "Right, I'm going to take control and." I think it's a bit of both of those because mm. like I've I definitely you know when you look at other people's relationships and you're like oh, they've got like a nice husband and a lovely house and plenty of disposable income where's mm. my one of those but then also I'm at the point now where I'm like nope okay I am fed up of waiting for Prince Charming I'm going to be my own Prince Charming and I'm going to sort my life out and I'm going to stand on my own two feet and I'm not waiting for anybody to come along anymore nice mm, yes so it's quite quite headstrong and feeling quite headstrong but also like a bit pissed off yeah mm. do you think it could be a bit fight or flight definitely because i think you're feeling like you've got the fight and the spark inside of you but you're also wanting to just 
go find your own house. Yeah. So, like, um, I've been a little bit upset. Like, this is all, like, sort of happened in the past week or so. And I've been quite upset and I've been quite moody and I've been quite depressed. And now, like, I'm at the point where I'm like, right, okay, this is fine. Like, I'm going to stand up for myself now and that's what's going to matter. And, like, there's a bit of anger to it, which is where I think it, like, it might be fight or flight kicking in. I think I'm ready for a fight. <laughs> gonna fight because i think for my fight or life flight. Yeah. yeah for my own life which and i'm what gonna you yeah. deserve yeah exactly yeah. and i think fight or flight is all about um well it, it's adrenaline kicking in isn't it and being mm. like i'm not in a safe place right now mm-hmm. whether physically or mentally whatever it is it's mm. like i need to create a space so therefore, you're like, right, I'm going to find a house and I'm going to make sure that I've got my needs met. Mm-hmm. And then I might, well, then you'll be safe to nest yeah, and to sleep and That's to protect That's exactly us. what I want to do. I'm like, right, okay, I'm finding my own place now because, like, I'm sick of being upscuttled by men and aspirations for, like, lovely married life and... I don't actually feel like I need that. I need to just find my own little nest and like create a safe space for myself. And then when I get into that, I probably will find that I relax and probably I'm a bit upset, but that's okay because I've got the fight in me now, which is what I need, I think. Yeah. Mm. I think it's important to make use of that energy and momentum as well. Yeah. Because I feel quite a few years on, mm-hmm. like... it. <laughs> I've already in a safe space. (laughs) So why, like, to, like, you know, trying to find a new house and things like that is a bit Mm. like, oh, God, do I still have to do this? I know. (laughs) Yeah, I feel the same. So it'll be, like, my um, 15th time I've moved house since I left home or something like that. And, like, I'm just like, why do I have to do this again? Like, I really, really don't want to. But then... Then you really, really do as well. You're exactly, like, yeah. Like, this is what I need now, and I'm yeah. not going to rely on anybody else. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to end up in a position where anybody can take that away from me anymore, you know? I'm creating, I'm going to create a nest now that nobody's going to kick me out of. Good. Mm. You're going to do your Sex and the City thing. Yes, I am, yeah. I'm going <laughs> to get my Carrie Bradshaw apartment that I will never give up. That's the plan. Is it going to be um, 90% walk-in wardrobe? Ten percent kitchen. <laughs> I would hope so. Yes. Is there even a kitchen in the Carrie Bradshaw flat? No, I don't think it is. I think she keeps her shoes in the oven. Which Although is I seem to remember that one of them has sex in her kitchen, so there definitely yeah. is one. Oh uh, yeah, I think you're right. But I think it's also been the bathroom at points. Yeah, that bit of the start it's, of the it's flat. It's a kitchen yeah. slash bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Well, I look it's forward we to you creating that space. Yeah. Thanks. Um, in my moving house news is that yes. I found the house yes it was two minute walk to the beach Mm -hmm. it had a beautiful front door amazing features it was just about in my budget but it had enough rooms that I could make it into a bit of a business so I could you know get some money back um and I was super excited had it my offer accepted on the Saturday spent the Sunday being like got my house Monday morning yay (laughs) I called them up on Monday afternoon and they were like oh somebody's gazumped you oh um and so whoever was also looking at it had come in and said we'll offer this instead and the people then went oh actually we would quite quite like that 
So they asked me if I would up my offer, which I did. Um. And I said, I'll only do, uh, like, offer this on kind of the good faith that if they take it, that's it and they won't accept any more offers. Yeah. And then the other people were contacted ahead of me mm-hmm. after the offer was accepted. Mm-hmm. And they were like, no, we'll offer more. And then the went back to the other people and they were like, oh, actually, maybe we will consider this. And I was like, oh, I'm not playing this. No, that's not fair. Especially when you think that you've got it as well. Like, you don't twice. need that sort of upset. Yeah. Like, they'd said twice, okay, you can have it and we won't accept any more offers. And then they mm. did anyway. And they, I just felt like I was totally used by yeah. the estate agents. Mm to like they're the ones who even suggest it they were like yeah. we'll go to them and say you'll only offer this mm-hmm. if they don't accept any more offers and mm-hmm. when you know they got back to me later on in the day and said oh they're just considering the other offer they've had from the other people I was like well you, you can tell them I'm not offering anymore then because yeah I just feel like I was used to up, up the, the other yeah. people's offers and mm-hmm. that's not fair on the other people either because I wouldn't have offered unless yeah, oh, I don't know. Oh, it's horrible business, isn't it? I've always thought I could never be an estate agent. <laughs> well, I up to that point, I was like, oh, selling Sunset, I could totally do that. Yeah, no, but you have to mess with people's lives and emotions. It's a bit of a dirty game. It is and dirty, I don't yeah. think everybody does. I think that these particular estate agents are a little bit renowned for it, unfortunately. Oh, that's um, sad. So, mm. yeah, they do not get my business. And I've... No. Um, and it was really sad because I was there like, well, I genuinely thought that this was the place. Like, I'd manifested yeah. it and it was perfect and I was going to make it work. And then I was like, but when you manifest something, it should be easy. Exactly. And yeah. this is not easy anymore. This is dirty and it's making me feel bad. Mm-hmm. So therefore, I had to kind of wrestle that afternoon and be a bit like... Um, I, what are my boundaries here? Mm. What am I willing to accept? Mm-hmm. How far am I going to be pushed? How much am I going to be used? And the answer to all of it is yeah, none of those I'm things. Not. Yeah. Yeah. Like it doesn't, because everyone's like, oh, get, buying a house is like cutthroat and disgusting and dirty. And I'm like, that's not how I want to go into to it. Does yeah. it really have to be like that? I'm sure it doesn't. Like, I guess it depends. Like, apparently the property, like, um, market is really bad at the minute and there's like tens of offers on every house and stuff like that mm. but like still like I don't think anybody needs to be put through that today like let's all just live happily together <laughs> I don't like the sound of this yeah so mm. I had to go through a bit of a whirlwind roller coaster process of being like this is the dream oh I'm gonna have to let this go mm-hmm. but I think it was a good lesson in setting boundaries and being yeah. like I, I, this I don't want to go into it like this yeah mm-hmm. and I don't want the place that I end up living in to have started out like in such a difficult birth yeah. process mm. yeah I know that's true like mm. you'd always feel weird about that you know maybe mm. or feeling a bit like you were pushed beyond your limits yeah. and and the, mm. and the house had slightly taken advantage of you mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> exactly. and like maybe you were struggling a bit because you went a bit too far because yeah. you were like I must win mm. I win things because mm-hmm. obviously, you know, I'm quite competitive. There was a bit of that kicking in and like, who do they think they are? I win things. Yeah. Yeah. I, I will come first. Mm. And then I had to go, no, like I draw the line here. My boundary is I'm not going to be used as a pawn to do some kind of creepy bidding war. No. 
that no, I don't, don't even want. No. So yeah, sad, but you know, moved on. And then I had a much more pleasant process with a great house around the corner. It's like five minute walk from where I live now. Great. And that was through auction. Oh, great. <laughs> but I didn't, it didn't actually get to auction because yes. I put my bid in and they were like, yeah, we'll accept it. And then it great. got taken off. And mm-hmm. I was like, ah, oh, so it's this one that I meant to have. Yeah, that's right. It's easy and it's a doer-upper, but... So it, it can actually be not that bad of a process because you've come out of the other end with a property and yeah. it wasn't that hard. Yeah. Mm. I mean, let's watch this space because like you yeah. said, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. a doer-upper and mm. in a, six months' time I might be like, why the fuck did I buy this place? But in the end, it'll be my doer-upper. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm excited. I'm, I've got my overalls on already. Yay! Mm. You say that. People always say this. They're like, let's have a painting party. No fucker ever turns up to a painting party. <laughs> I've painted people's houses before. Have I've you? actually, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, but I do like it. So. Okay, mm. well, I'm going to hold you to that. <laughs> Can't what promise I won't paint something inappropriate on the wall first, but okay. we'll go over it. It'll be fine. Yeah, it'll be fine. So, yeah. But the other thing about this process of buying a house is that you go, yeah, yeah, I'm going to do this thing. Get all excited. And you step into, um, a few episodes ago, we were talking about grieving the maiden. And you have to step into your queen in order to create the life you want. Uh So you step up and you're being all queenie. Uh And then the maiden kicks in and it has another panic attack. Yeah. So I've been, like, grappling with that a bit Mm. over the last few weeks of being like... Yay, I've got this thing. Oh my God, I can't do it on my own and I don't want to. And I'm mm. still annoyed that I'm on my own. And mm. like, it's not fair that you should have to do that. Yeah. So it, that whole grieving the maiden process, mm. well, it's a process, like mm. it's going to keep coming up. Mm-hmm. And then you still have to kind of acknowledge it and be like, it's okay, little me. Yeah. <laughs> the me that's like wants the night on the horse to come yeah. and save me. I know, I, I just, I think it's a comparison thing, because I'm always like, well, why did they get to have that, and I've got to do it on my own, it's not fair, you know? Yeah, mm. but there was also a bit of a moment where I was like, I was dropping the kids off, and I, I told their dad about getting the first house as it happens, mm. and I just had a flash of like, oh, that was meant to be us. Yeah. And I feel really, like, weird saying it on the podcast. Mm. <laughs> but I did, and I really got upset afterwards. and mm. was like, oh, fuck, that didn't happen, and it didn't yeah. work out. And But maybe that was the whole purpose of that dream house, Yeah, was to allow me to have that moment of being like, oh, we were going to be, like, the beach babes with mm-hmm. the kids that always had sand in their toes, and we were going to have a airbnb and mm. like i don't know yeah well of like course it just sort of flashed before my eyes and i was a bit like oh i'm still really sad that that bit of my dream didn't come true mm-hmm. and don't get me wrong like i'm really happy where i am now and i'm it, like we definitely shouldn't be together <laughs> yeah yeah but it doesn't mean that I you forget all the dreams that you did have. No, of course, yeah. And like the thing about the dreams of the future is that they're exactly that, aren't they? Like in the dreams of the future, everything's always perfect, and actually that never would have happened. But it's okay to still think, like, oh, it's a shame I'm not. I don't have those dreams anymore. You know. Yeah. Mm. It's a really weird one, mm. and I felt quite hollow and sad 
afterwards but I think if you just you know having a good cry about these things helps mm. get it out mm-hmm. yeah I agree and move on and stuff like that so mm. yes the good old maiden still going strong mm-hmm. yeah I've been thinking about that a lot it's time to grieve the maiden yeah definitely so um I was a few people have started getting in touch quite regularly about you know with little questions about stuff and since we're talking about transitioning one person got in touch to ask about moving specifically to the coast like to where we are and it's Mm um like where she currently is she was like I'm a bit worried about my son and who he hangs around with. I'd really like, like she's going through a divorce mm-hmm. or a separation. I'm not quite sure of all the details. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, I really want to move to the coast. and um, But it might be out of my budget. And then mm. the other option is to move back to where her parents are. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't even fully know what the question is, but it's along the lines of like, I think it's to do with fight or flight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when you're in fight or flight, you can have like romantic ideals about where you want to be. Mm-hmm. And, and, f- but also, they don't always match up with what you need. Yeah, that's true. So the other option would be, because, you know, I said to you, it's pretty pricey around here at the moment. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. And while that's great, what if you've got the money or whatever, but mm. you also need the support. Yeah. And she was saying that she felt like she'd be taking a step back if she went back to live near her parents. Mm. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, but you've got to think about um, affordability so you don't make your life harder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Accepting help is huge mm. when you're going through this process, mm-hmm. isn't it? It's like yeah. people... Uh, I think we go through I think it's probably the queen stepping up and the fight or flight thing being like I can fucking do this on my own I don't need anybody else Uh, but at some point your adrenaline gland is gonna like collapse adrenal glands that's the word (laughs) and you can't do it all on your own so being like you you do have to think more with your head than your heart at times and when you're in fight or flight it's like Mm-hmm. try and do it in a way where you can get as much help as possible and you're not making your life hard yeah yeah but then also that doesn't necessarily have to be to do with physical proximity I don't think like um the first thing that I did when I realized that I was gonna have to find somebody I need to live was like rally the troops I was like okay everybody I'm like all of my little circle my parents and everything like that I was like this is happening so like I don't actually need you to do anything but like I just might need some support you know yeah. and like I, and and actually the first thing I did was try and take a couple of days off work which I did and um go back to my mams and look at the cows for a couple of days so I completely understand that want to be with your support system but I think it's also really important to forge your own path as well. Like, mm. um, because I think you can have that support without actually having to be with the people all the time. Like, just knowing that they're at the other end of the phone is sometimes helpful. Although, having said that, I speak with um, no children, you know. <laughs> That's that. my main concern. Yeah, exactly. Is, um, 
when you need help with childcare, you need help with childcare, and that does require physical proximity. And I think when you're going through the trauma of divorce and mm-hmm. separating the life, like we talked about it last week about the conflict resolution, like this separation, even when it's amicable, can mm. be really difficult. Yeah. Um, and you really can't underestimate how much it takes out of you. Like mm. I, I'm on the other side. My ex has been away for three weeks. Mm-hmm. Was an absolute wreck yesterday. Yeah, I bet. Completely lost it. Um, because it's just really hard managing mm. all the different things. Mm-hmm. So to have, you know, I I went to my mum and dad's. I go to my mum and dad's almost every Sunday, and they live in Durham. Um, but then. I, I've got other support here, physically here, Mm -hmm. so that I can lean on other people if I really need it. Mm -hmm. But the juggle is quite intense, especially Mm if uh, the father of your kids isn't helping out as much. I'm not saying mine doesn't. He has some 50-50. He just happens to have been away and I can't wait for him to come home. (laughs) (laughs) This is really hard. Um, So from that perspective, I just think two things that... I don't know, that really potentially make life easier is not having money worries and having help with your kids. Yeah, yeah. So definitely. that then that gives you headspace to worry about your emotional well-being, yeah. any fights that need fighting. Mm. Um, I know, yeah. Money's huge as well, isn't it? Like, you know, if you can put yourself in a situation where you're going to have to worry less about money, then that seems like the obvious choice. Mm. Yeah. It's interesting. So, good luck. <laughs> I know, that nothing. doesn't really help. I but... mean, this is all I basically said to her at the time was like, don't feel like you're taking a step back if you go to your parents. No. Yeah. Because, you know, I, I don't know, the area that they live in is a really nice one. Mm-hmm. And having that emotional and mm. practical support is a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And there shouldn't be any like... Um shame or bad feelings to be in next to your parents either because um I love it I wish they yeah. would move here <laughs> yeah. I, I love being with mine as well yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah I mean gosh anywho and then the other transition-y question I've had recently was from a friend of mine about whether I was going to change my name oh yes mm-hmm. so I from like I basically have three surnames, but from the bank on my passport mm-hmm. point of view, I've kept my married name, so it's the same as the kids. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I considered going back to my maiden name, but I was like, mm. it wasn't an exciting enough name, no offence, family, mm. to, to warrant doing that. So I thought... Well, and also, what's the benefit there, you know? I think when you're first coming out of it, you're like, I want nothing to do with that name. And then you're like, oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've got kids with that name. So, yes, yeah, so I mean, it's always, all personal yeah. preference. Like, this is just what I considered, decided to do in the end. And then mm. what I have done is change my working name to Harvey. Yes. I, and I call Hannah Harvington sometimes, which Hannah is your Harvington. fourth name. Harvington. I actually prefer that. Okay, well, you know. Is it too late? To no, like... I don't think so. Welcome to Harvington. Happily Ever After with Anna Harvington. <laughs> <laughs> it's much better. Yeah, I like it. But yeah, Harvey meant strength. Yeah. 
or mean strength and I was like oh that's a good one because obviously Mm. when I first started back up this time last year I was working on like the divorce retreat and all that kind of stuff and I felt Mm. like Harvey was because it means strength was like a really good second name to choose yeah and I love the two h's I mean, I like I like the idea of the alliteration. The mm-hmm. only downside is it also sounds like a porn name. <laughs> yeah, but that's only because it is the name of a porn star. Like, it doesn't sound like a porn name. What's your to porn be one, name? You know? It's my name. It's my actual name. Yeah. <laughs> that's just a that's just a coincidence, though. What you can know? you do? Yeah. And then I also found out afterwards. Found out like my kid's dad pointed out it was like don't you remember that was my favorite name and that I wanted to call <laughs> Ruben that and I was like oh no forgotten <laughs> isn't that weird yeah oh that is weird because why didn't you like it when you were naming your kid I think it was going to be Nancy's name if she was going to be a boy oh, I'd I forgotten see. Okay. entirely huh. that's weird really weird mm. I ha- I also had this like list of names <laughs> so I was going through all the like the meanings of different H words and one of them (laughs) I'd just written it down and wrote it as a list and then sent it over to Natalie and one of them was haddock (laughs) because it meant something like powerful or resilient and she was like yeah definitely call yourself Hannah Hannah Haddock Hannah smoked haddock. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's not a good one. But I decided not to do that. No. I do really like the idea of picking your own name, though. I think it's a very feminist move. Good one. Thank you. Um, And then at least um, in some ways, I'm moving away from my kids' surnames, so it kind of keeps them away from what I'm doing, if that makes sense. Oh, that's true, because you're public. I'm a Mm public-ish person, Mm -hmm. so therefore my pen name is not... The same as my children's name. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm. Interesting. I don't think it would take much to like work out who I am, but equally, <laughs> um, yeah. No, you're right. That's a good. It's a good idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's that. Mm-hmm. What else have we got? Oh, um, dating. Yes. It's the thing that I want to be furthest away from in the world right now. Well, this is what we were discussing earlier. It seems mm. quite interesting that we're in a similar place. Like, I am... I, I spoke about it on the, the podcast a while ago. I am dating, or I was on the dating apps. Mm. And been seeing a nice guy, the surveyor. Yes, the surveyor. Who's mm-hmm. ha- been helping me with the house, and he's really nice. Like, we've already d- established... Several times <laughs> that there are some fundamental differences in our love languages. Yeah. So that has been an issue, but he's a really lovely guy. Yeah. But in amongst this, we kind of weren't seeing each other and I went on a date with somebody else. Mm-hmm. And how did that go? Katie, I don't understand the point of any of the dating apps and just the whole vibe <laughs> is... Absolute bullshit. So I've come straight off again because yeah. I don't like it. It's got this weird energy about it. Yeah. But yeah, I went on a date with this particular guy. I was like, well, he looks mental, but <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe he's really interesting and nice. 
And he was, you know, it was fine. We went on a walk and the crack was all right. And he was very keen. I was going to say good there, but no, that's not necessarily a good thing. Well, it's nice to be wanted. I guess, yeah. You know, you don't want to go out with somebody with deep apathy (laughs) towards you. (laughs) No, that's true. Yeah. He was like, I really like you, really want to see you again, I'll see you Friday. Yeah, that's nice. Um, He then started sending me lots and lots of photos Hmm. of of his chihuahuas. (laughs) (laughs) Is that a metaphor? No, unfortunately not. He Hmm. has four and he dresses them up. And he literally looked like Action Man and he had these... So that was a bit of a, like, in... Interesting, yeah, but you know, people like their dogs. I like dogs, yeah. So I thought, benefit (laughs) of the doubt. The next day, I had solo childcare duties, and you know, had been for quite some time because their dad's away, Mm -hmm. and just didn't have chance to reply. Right. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then he blocked me. I mean, like, I just... So I replied and said, I'm really sorry. I haven't had a chance all day. It's really busy at the moment. I'll catch up with you tomorrow. Yeah. And he blocked me. I mean, you know what? I'm really pleased about this. This is a 48-year-old man. <laughs> with four chihuahuas. <laughs> I mean, yeah. There's nothing wrong with having dogs. No, just no, think, there isn't. You're right. How much... Are you expecting from another person that they can't be a bit busy? Yeah, I could not stand that. I couldn't, like... I just think it's unacceptable behaviour. It is unacceptable behaviour. Some people are really needy. And I guess that's okay, if if you're okay with that. But I certainly would not be. I just... Where's the empathy? Where's mm. the care? Where's the, like... I mean, maybe Have that's... you had a hard day? I'm really sorry. I hope you're okay. Let's catch up tomorrow. Mm. Yeah. Oh, God, it's so horrible. Dating apps are the worst. Yeah, after that experience, I was like, "Mm, no. I mean, it doesn't sound like... It doesn't sound like a big winner anyway for me, so... Nothing nothing wrong with chihuahuas. No. no. I mean, I love a little dog. Absolutely no problem. But anyway, so that was that. (laughs) (laughs) So we have decided no dating apps. I'm going to see how it goes with my lovely surveyor guy. Mm. With all his <laughs> oh, itchy issues with actually physically seeing each other and uh, mismatching love languages. Yeah. Um, but Great. I think either way, we're going to be friends because he's very nice. Yeah, that's and, nice. Um, but yeah, creating space. Yeah, I Creating just... nesting areas mm. to be ourselves and yeah. to protect ourselves is also big. I also just think like... I don't know, it's the first thing from my mind right now. I'm like, right, okay, I need to get myself settled and sorted. Yeah. And, like, then figure out what I want because, like... It's the foundations, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Your home is literally... Like, when things feel chaotic in your home, Mm -hmm. you're chaotic in your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I just don't need anybody else involved with that. It's time to think about me for a bit. Too right, Katie. Mm -hmm. And me, don't forget me. And Hannah as well, yeah. <laughs> Harvington. Harvington as well. 
and I, the other thing that I've, so when I split up with the art teacher, a big thing for me then was like, I really need to make more friends and like feel settled here, mm-hmm. like in this area, because this is where I want to live. Mm. So I think having, like doing and doing fun things mm. and having nice friends through that like hobby mm has really made a difference over the last few months. Yeah, that's nice. Mm-hmm. So It would make a difference to you because you're an extrovert, you know? Well, you need true. that. Like, I so when I drag you me. out... <laughs> did you like it? So when I dragged you out earlier and made you, like, sit next to me and do journaling, was that all right? Yeah, I really liked that. Cause, but if I hadn't felt like it at the time, I would have just been like, oh, I can't be bothered, I don't want to. But I did want to, so... Okay, that's good. Yeah. So it won't always work? no. <laughs> and also like I will go home now and spend a little bit of time alone which yeah. is what I need whereas you you like when you're feeling down need to be with other people as well which is great you know yeah but my version of that would be I'm going to go sit on the beach where other people are but not yeah. speak to them yeah or I'm going to walk mm-hmm. all the way to somewhere but past a lot of people yeah because it means that there is an opportunity for interaction. Yeah. And I'm still seeing other people, but I'm not having to... I'm still having my alone time. Yeah. Yeah, see, I don't... I You literally want to be, be alone. alone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to sit with my plants yeah, on my own. I do. I want to sit with my plants. That's exactly it. And my cat. And that's all, really, I need. Aww. Mm, I know. Well, if you're not like Katie and you would like to... Actually, no, that doesn't work. What? I was going to say, alone time for an extrovert is still alone time. You don't want to do it with somebody else. But if anybody's looking for a friend and something new to do, mm-hmm. you can come and hang out with us, can't they? Yeah, they can. And the other thing is, like, the, regardless of the fact that I'm an introvert, sometimes I, need, uh, I really benefit with being for, with people. Like, I will have benefited from sitting with you and doing some journaling and going in the sea. Definitely. Good. Mm. Well, the next time I'm going to do that so with some of the people that have been in touch with me and my new friends that I'm making yes good um going to do a dip on Saturday mm-hmm. at 10 mm-hmm. and then do yoga at 11 at the, at the bound lovely mm-hmm. so with some yeah with one of these ladies who was asking a question and then another lady a new friend mm-hmm. who came and dipped the other day so if anybody oh, wants nice, to do yeah. that mm-hmm. well if I'll you be there want for to yoga. do that do you fancy dipping Maybe first? the dip, maybe. But you'll be there for yoga. I'll definitely be there for yoga. Okay, so if you want to join me. No. <laughs> <laughs> and, I'll, and I'll be there for yoga. Come to yeah. yoga. Yeah. Good. Good chat. Mm, yes, I enjoyed that. <laughs> we always say good chat at the end now. Just yeah, we do. Right. It was a good chat, everybody. Good chat. Mm. Cool. Thank you, Katie. Okay, bye. Bye. All right then, thank you so much for listening and I'll see you again next time for another episode of Happily Ever After with me, Hannah. It would be amazing if you could leave a review and subscribe. And of course, if you've got a friend who might enjoy this episode, please do pass it on. For anything else, you can get in touch with me through Instagram at mumsdays or by my website, uh, mumsdays.com. And did you know that I've got a newsletter So it's the best way to stay in touch and to make sure you don't miss any podcasts or any freebies or competitions that we're running. And again, you can sign up to that through the website.